good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you today. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Trust that your anchor is gripped firmly to the Word of God and you're using it as an anchor to your soul. It's good to welcome you today. Thanks for letting me help end your week, at least this week week of podcasting, uh, by sharing with you some hopefully uh, biblical thoughts that will change your perspective on life. We've been looking at spiritual dryness, and we've been spending some time with seeing what the Scripture has to say about avoiding times of spiritual dryness in your life. Been interacting with Dr. M.R. Conrad's articles that he has written and a book that he actually has written that I've recommended to you, and that, of course, is Daring Devotion, 31-Day Journey with Those Who Lived God's Promises. Again, encourage you to pick that up. Well, we looked at James chapter 4 yesterday, and we want to uh, end on this podcast week by reminding ourselves of its great truth. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. James 4, verses 7 and 8. What I didn't go into in the last podcast that I wanted to finish this one with today is the context of James chapter 4. When you read that particular passage, God is actually reminding you when you read that, that friendship with the world will cause conflict in your relationship with Him. How often have we found that to be the case? Uh, We want to fit in. We want to be able to get along with people. We want to be able to even be admired by the world that we live in, and yet The Bible does remind us over and over again, not just in James chapter 4, but that this world is no friend to God's people. And the reason is, is because it's no friend of Christ. And James chapter 4 gives some practical instructions to remind you that if you spend your time trying to be a friend to the world, it's going to be a barrier in your relationship with God. God calls uh, trying to get close to Him while currying favor with this world, God calls that being a double-minded person. Uh, You have to choose who has the priority in your life. Jesus reiterated this in his own preaching ministry. You'll remember that he even told his disciples that you can't be my disciple if you love mother, father, sister, brother, or anybody else more than me. Christ is very exclusive in his demand that we love him, that we he be the only object of our affections. Now, that doesn't mean you don't care for your family. But what it does mean is when it comes to priority, when it comes to uh, some, the, um, the one who is giving you direction in life, the one that you are spending your time courting that favor, that's going to determine uh, who and who you serve and how how successful you are in your walk with Christ. I mentioned in the last podcast that Lilius Trotter was a great artist who had to come to a crossroads in life where she needed to decide, am I going to put my artist uh, feet before my discipleship feet with Christ? Am I going to give myself to that and make that my priority? Or am I going to turn fully to the Lord Jesus Christ and be used of Him? Well, he, uh, she wrote uh, of the importance of a single vision in our spiritual lives. She wrote this, quote, Turn full your soul's vision to Jesus and look and look at Him 
and a strange dimness will come over all that is apart, apart from him. Uh, what is our soul's full vision that she's speaking of here? Um, what is it supposed to be focused on? And that's what Lilius Trotter is trying to make the point. Turning your soul's full vision to Jesus, looking at him, and everything else will kind of pale into insignificance um, if it's apart from him. Uh, has dimness overshadowed your walk with God because you've maybe stared too long at the blinding, glittery things of this world? Uh, this world is not going to last don't give your attention to that. There are people now that they will grace the chairs of churches on a Sunday morning. They will even be involved in some activities, but yet the rest of their life is often lived without a second thought or a nod even to the living God. Folks, whatever turns your heart from God is destructive to your life. Uh, those things that preoccupy your attention, though they may not be sinful in themselves, Lilius Trotter did not have. Uh, it wasn't a sin for her to be an artist and to paint. Matter of fact, she could have used it for God's glory, and I don't, I don't have any doubt but what she did. But if it becomes the full-on vision for what you're living for, and boy, do people live for such different things in this day and age, um, then it becomes a problem. Can I give you some hints? Dr. Conrad offers these hints for avoiding spiritual dryness because you're double-minded in this life. First of all, he suggests, and I think this is a great one, pray to God in repentance for walking away from him toward the world and resisting him instead of resisting the devil. Second, he suggests submit your will and your future plans to him. James talks about this, does he not? He says, woe to those who say, I'm going to go here and do business and there and do business and I'm going to do my thing. And they don't even remember that their life is but a vapor and it's here one day and gone the next. It's like grass. It grows up and then it fades away. Um, submit your will and your future plans to God. I mean, really, not, aside from saying, oh, well, if the Lord wills and then we go on and do what we're going to do anyway. But that's something to remember. Three, number three, give priority to daily time with God over everything else. Um social media and video games and sports and academics and even your occupation. If you're not careful, that can overwhelm you so that God becomes distant, a distant uh, priority down the list. Number four, evaluate life's decisions based upon what pleases God and gives you more opportunities to serve Him faithfully. This is a particular hint that I want to just commend to you as strongly as I possibly can. I've seen people make decisions about occupations. I've seen people make decisions about moving to a certain area of the country or walking away from a faithful, fruitful service for God in a local church ministry, and they never even gave thought uh, that their first priority must be to examine, okay, Lord, I'm going to, a, I'm thinking of moving to a different place, but I have to make sure that my service for you comes first. Is there a good church there? Is there a place where I can get engaged in faithful service to you? 
And that never preoccupies their mind. Instead, they move on the basis of their wallet. They move on the basis of family. They move on the basis of some other climate even. Um, And we need to remember, I want to challenge you today. You need to base your life's decisions on what pleases God and gives you more opportunities to serve Him faithfully. If those opportunities are removed, it's highly likely that that's probably not God's direction for you. And then last of all, spend time with those who also desire to call on the Lord out of a pure heart. 2 Timothy 2.22 The Word of God says in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. We don't have many living sacrifices today. Those sacrifices tend to crawl off the altar. But God says that if you're his servant, that you give your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, literally your act of worship. And don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, walk with the Lord today. Take these hints, pray over those things, and say, Lord, I don't want spiritual dryness in my life. I don't want to feel distant. I want to be right where I am supposed to be with you as my highest priority in life, with the entire focus of my attention. This is largely unknown today. Why don't you rise above that and say, Lord, here am I. Send me. God bless you today. Walk with the Lord. I hope you'll be in the Lord's house this coming Sunday. Uh, You better be if you're a disciple of the Lord. Make that a priority. And uh, get out of bed, get your old carcass out of bed, get to church and just say, Lord, here I am. Cleanse me, wash me, make me whole. May the Lord bless you. Walk faithfully with Him. Have a great Lord's Day.